Welcome into the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. I'm your host tonight, uh, Oddball, filling in for F.A. and J-Dubs, who are on vacation until Monday. And uh, I've been hosting all week. Hopefully I haven't driven everybody away. But right now I'd like to, I'd like to share a little-known fact about Hefe. As we all know, Hefe used to live in Texas before coming to D.C., but what he is conveniently neglected to mention is that while living in Texas, he owned a cheap little dive bar across the border in Mexico called the Pink Nipple. There he shamelessly, I mean shamelessly, exploited the local Latinas in that uniquely Mexican institution, the Donkey Show. If you have any questions or any doubts about that, ask him next week when he comes back from vacation. And in case he denies it, I've got pictures. Enlightening the uninformed masses, I'm your twisted Uncle Oddball in the hideout. Up first, we have a segment where Dubs is chaperoning people to go on a ski trip. If you want to win a prize from JFK, uh, I wouldn't suggest it. JFK can't even give out good prizes. In this segment, Dubs uh, takes some Ron and Fez listeners on a ski trip, but can he even find the ski resort? Let's find out. Let's talk about your weekend. My my weekend actually started Friday morning because I had the big bus trip to Wisp with the listeners and uh, with the Ryan Fez listeners, and uh, we get here to leave at 8 a.m. So everybody's here, grouped up, 8 a.m. in the sales pit, and we're sitting here. 8:30 rolls around, the bus isn't here yet. I call the bus driver that has mechanical problems, which will happen. He's like, and uh, they said, you know, give us another half hour. Half hour, fine. Half hour goes by. Another half hour goes by. Another half hour goes by. Hour and a half after I called, bus shows up. Ten o'clock. All the salespeople are in the uh, in the sales in the sales working here at because uh, because I planned on us being out. Before any salespeople got in at 9 a.m., we have some listeners that are sleeping in people's cubicles. <laughs> and what are the listeners like? Tell me about the listeners. So, I mean, was it? A, I mean, it's Ron and Fez, uh, Ron and Fez uh, listeners that won this ski trip with you up to Wisp. Was it, was it a very diverse crew? Yeah, it was uh, actually a very like ages and surprisingly know. good diverse. You know, we had a little bit older. A lot more younger crowd, actually. Nice. And w- which was good for me because I'm a younger guy and uh, I like to hang out with people that I can relate to. And everybody, primo. I, we didn't have one problem with any listener. All right. And you know from experience, going out with listeners can be a nightmare sometimes because they don't know the boundaries. Oh, Dubs and I, in fact, used to take a couple of... Uh, remember the first time you and I really hung out was a bus trip when we were working in Michigan. We took a trip over to Cedar Point, Ohio. Yeah, the theme park over the, there. The, 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 uh, the Six Flags, King's Dominion type yeah. theme park. And being on a bus full of listeners... Now, there's some... this was a rock station bus of listeners. Yeah, and it's not like the DC 101 kind of rock station where it's oh. kind of like the, you know, or HFA. This There's is mullet. Yeah, mullet rock. 98 rock out of Baltimore and that kind of stuff. Just mullet. Remember the dude that had the mullet and was missing his teeth? That's what I was going to say. We, we brought this up before. <laughs> and uh, he, he had no, uh, he had his front two teeth, but the two on the side were rotted out. And he was on the bus drinking whiskey talking about how he's a vampire. <laughs> and his two fang teeth 
were, you know, just rotted to the core. He was trying to convince us the whole time uh, that his band was going to make it and that he was <laughs> that he was a vampire. And I think I even still have those pictures. Oh, do you? Of us at Cedar Point uh, on, the, on, on one of the big rides. That guy was attached to the hip the whole time. Remember that? He was in the lines in these long three-hour lines with us to get on, I don't know, like the Magnum and all these different roller coasters. But just... But- just disgusting. He smelt bad, and he was checking out young chicks. And that, and that's the rock radio. This is different. We have a higher kind of class listener here at WJFK, and especially the Ron and Fez show. So everybody was nice and cool. You guys, the bus finally gets here. You're headed up to Wisp. What happens? We get in the bus, and it, you know it was a, it was set up perfectly. Nice, warm bus. So we take off, take down the road. My girlfriend's sitting right next to me. And she's like, it's a little drafty in here. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, there, there might be like a little crack in the window or something. You want to trade me seats? She's like, no, it's fine. Swear to God, ten minutes later, everybody's just shivering. The, the heating system totally went down. And you're still on what, like 66? Yeah, we're still on 66. No heat. So we're, we're riding. You could actually see your breath. This was only about 15 minutes into it. You could see your breath. It was crazy. Wow. <laughs> so, and this is yesterday, right? Yeah. I mean, it was balls ass cold yesterday. I mean, and to be confined in a place where it's because it's bad enough when you're outside, but then there's something about being stuck. Like, and this is an example. You were running low on gas whenever we were driving in, and I don't know if you've ever done this. When you're running low on gas and you feel like you got to make it, you turn off like the yeah. heater and the air conditioner. But right now, you turn off the heater. And you're right, man. You are immediately your toes start getting cold, and you're like, God damn, I'm in a moving car. Why is it so cold right now? Yeah, but all the windows are up. Why? What, what's going on here? But all of you are moving in this in this in this big bus, and the power and the uh, heat goes out. The heat minutes, goes man. out, and so everybody's shivering. We're all covered up, huddled up, and there's actually a couple of people in the back sleeping. It, it's so cold that we don't really notice that you know we're, we're used to seeing breath now, and we look back. And where the guy's sleeping, we just see a whole lot of steam, or what we thought was steam. And then we're like, wait, that, that's way too much steam to come out of the guy's mouth. <laughs> Is he smoking? No, he's not smoking because he's sleeping. Okay. Go blast option. We go smell. It is carbon monoxide basically just pouring through the seat. We we wake the guy up to see if he's alive. Yeah, you, know, you he's never just, know he's gonna pass out, man. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're holding a mop on an exhaust pipe, there's only so long that you get to live. Mm-hmm. So every oh, and trust me, I know. Everybody moves to the front of the bus, you know, because no one really wants to be breathing in the fumes. A couple people, and you can't put down the windows because it's cold. Exactly. So we're we're stuck in a death box. <laughs> A, a death box. I'd imagine being stuck in, stuck in a refrigerator, flying down the down the beltway, uh, pumping in carbon monoxide, and that stubs the ski trip so far. Three hour trip. This is a three hour trip. We're only ten minutes into it. Actually, in a bus, almost four hours. Oh. So, how does it all get rectified? What do you mean? I mean, how does everything come together? Do they fix it? Do you guys stop? Do you pull over? What happens? No. Actually, no one really raised the question of what the hell are we doing? Why are we why are we right, chancing now, this? Now that's so, amazing. Yeah, we, actually, we all brought it up later. We're like, you know, no one even really 
threw a big fuss about it. We just sat in there almost surreal-like, you know? And so nobody was, because I remember, I would have bitched. I'd, I I would have started bitching. I would have been like, I'd have been on the phone. I'm like, pull over, get us a new bus. I, if, and especially like if I were one of the listeners or the fans of the station, I'd have gotten upset. <laughs> well, they, they did all mention that they would never accept anything free again. <laughs> if, if this is what free is, they don't want it. Is that the mentality, though? I mean, when you stop and you think about things in general, is that part of the mentality of, I got something free, so I'm... I can't bitch. I'm yeah, not going to bitch. I don't want to be the guy that bitches whenever I get something free. You know what I mean? Like, whenever you get free stuff, do you ever, you know, raise hell or, you know, it, it's talk trash? If it's not what I really expected, yeah. I mean, if it, if it if it doesn't, if it lets you down, yeah. You know, if you're told something and you get another thing, you always got to raise something. Because, see, I never complain, like, even when I buy stuff. Like, when I go somewhere and they get my food order wrong... I don't, I don't bitch, because mm -hmm. my, my mom used to be the kind of, I mean, you've seen my mother. Yeah. She's a fatter version of me, uh, a little less hairy, but just a little bit. And she was that, that crazy lady running back up to the Wendy's uh, front line, and I'm just using Wendy's as an example. It could have been anywhere, bitching and complaining that they put onion and, onion and pickle on her, uh, on her burger. And then not only does she complain... She takes it the next step further, I want it free, and I want a free dessert out of this as well. And that's usually the mentality of people when they bitch. Yeah. yeah. So for you to be on a bus full of, you know, people that could have been dying, and for nobody, do you think everybody was, like, too out of it? I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like the carbon monoxide mellowed them out a little bit? And everybody was talking about it. We're, we're laughing. We're having a good time, yeah, even though. Even though all this stuff's going on, and actually, I would say the bus trip, you know, bonded us a little bit because if there wasn't something going wrong, I don't think we would have had any reason to talk. So I, I think actually, when it's all said and done, the bus was a good thing. I'm very surprised that I was able to come in today because I, I figured I'd be totally sick. I, so you guys made it all the way up there? All the way up in there. Because I heard you guys like broke down in West Virginia or something. No, we never broke down, but we were going up a hill, up the mountain hills, and um, just losing power. Just losing power the whole way up. I swear to God, we were crawling at five miles an hour by the time we got to the top, and then we'd go down, speeding. It was, it was an experience. You know, it reminds me. I don't know if anybody's ever seen the movie La Bamba, where Richie Valens is on that crap bus and he eats out, and he's begging to get on the plane that eventually gets him killed. I was, I was really pissed that the Rockford Peaches, the 1940s uh, women's baseball team, had a better bus than we did going up there. What did you do to stay warm? Did y'all smoke on the bus? Did y'all? You know, they said no smoking. But then we're like, you know what? F it. Hey, there's carbon monoxide in the back. What do you, you know, mean? That, that's what he said. I'm like, I'm like to the owner, can we smoke on the bus? He's like, well, I guess the bus is smoking more than you guys will. So go ahead, go for it. What about the actual getting up there? You make it up there. Did you do any skiing? You or your chick? My chick did skiing. She she loves to ski. I mean, I and I was, you know, I was so cold the whole way up there. Didn't bring a jacket for some reason. Knowing that I'm going to a ski resort, I didn't bring a jacket. And my chick wants to go skiing. Everybody else is so cold. They're like, F it. I'm not going to ski until tomorrow. So I'm outside just wearing like a sweatshirt like I am right now. 
winds whipping me in the face, waiting for my girlfriend to come down, just watching her go up the ski lift. This ski lift seriously took 15 minutes to get to the top. The, the hill was so big. And then it takes her another, like, five, ten minutes to get down. So I'm just standing there out in the cold by myself. Why? Well, you know, I don't want to leave her alone out there. And she hasn't skied in a couple of years, so I don't want her to fall and break her neck and no one knows who she is. Or Well, I mean, yeah, but what are you going to do? I mean, you could at least watch she's in the ski lift go inside. No? No, because I can't see her from inside. Oh, all right. You're too caring. I am. I'd have been like, you want to go ski? Fine. I'm be in at the bar. I hope nothing happens to you. Have a good time. <laughs> the funny thing is the, the, the bus ride was so cold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So everybody gets to the hotel. Naturally, the first thing you want to do, take a hot shower, get warmed up. Everybody gets to the shower, takes a hot shower, walk out of the shower completely red, like we've been sunburned. But it's more of a wind-type freezer burn that we all got going. So it, everybody looks like they've been plowing the drinks before we even start drinking because we have the red drunk face. It was it was terrible. Did you get wasted? Oh, I got hammered. Completely hammered. I started drinking, actually, right when we first got there. I had a couple beers. And then... Um, of course, to cool down. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> hot, and, hot cocoa? No, why would I have any hot cocoa? Uh, yeah, let me go ahead and go straight for the ice-cold beer. I, 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 I'm not dehydrated enough. So I started drinking fairly early, probably about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I, I started off very moderate, and then we had a, a big Molson party over in one of the uh, the resort bars. We st uh, all the listeners gather up. We start drinking. One thing leads to another. One pitcher leads to another. One shot leads to another, and we are all hammered, just walking around, <laughs> going to everybody's room. Uh, Was there any crazy sex? Was there any like crazy listener kind of sex? No, but we were. We were just staring down at the pool because uh, a couple of people's uh, rooms were on the second floor. We're just looking at the pool, like watching all the chicks. And it dawns on us, we're watching a bunch of 14-year-old chicks. No! You know, that reminds me of the last trip that we remember this, the trip, the same trip to yeah. Cedar Point. Dubs and I were walking around. Uh, and it was one of the first ways that we bonded. We're walking around this amusement park, checking out everybody. And uh, we're like, look at that chick. And we see her from behind. Yeah, we're, we're thinking, nice ass. Nice ass, nice slim body. That's, she's That's a seven, man. She's an eight. That chick's good. Then we'd walk around to like see her from the front and how good she was. Braces. Thirteen. Fourteen. We're like, whoa, you got to be kidding me. No effing way. There's something but to meet it, now. You know what? If there's a, if there's two of them, doesn't that equal 26? No. Doesn't no. equal 26? Maybe when you were driving through West Virginia, but no, I think you were still in Maryland, so no, I don't I don't think it equates oh. to that. We stopped at this one rest stop on our way up there, and everybody goes in to go to the bathroom. It looked like we went back to the 1950s. Segregation was in full effect over there. It looked like in know? West Virginia. It looked like where the the uh, the uh, the rest stop we stopped at hadn't changed. It looked, you know, I figured I'd go in there, have to bring out Keisha and my other boys some food. <laughs> they were gonna and, they, and just while you, you know, were driving through, they had to put them in the back of the bus. Exactly, I'd have to you know block her while she's using my water fountain. Oh my God, I've never even been through West Virginia. I know we get in there, and I'm sure I know we have some listeners in West Virginia. But um, wow! So did you? Uh, so you had a good time overall. Oh, yeah. When when we got there, we had a blast. When we started drinking, all the stories came out about the whole bus trip. You know, the funny stuff. You know, cracking jokes. It was. We all went through hell, and all we can do is laugh about it now.
So you all bonded. The tragedy yeah. brought you all together. Yeah. Take a break. We'll come back. It's the hideout. Oh, you gonna take me home tonight? Oh, down beside that red firelight. Oh, you gonna let it all hang out? Fat bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go round. Welcome back into the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. I'm your host, Oddball. And since I was, you know, sharing some other secrets about Hefe, I figured I'd continue throughout the night to share some gems, some little things I've learned about Hefe since I've worked here that he probably doesn't want anybody to know. But, hey, he's not around. He can't tell. He's in Texas. Uh, one thing I learned was uh, Hefe actually earned lunch money back in high school by selling pictures of his mom in the shower. He sold them to his friends for five bucks. Isn't that sick and be twisted? Up next... Uh, Sticking with uh, Hefe, we have a segment from Valentine's Day. Hefe uh, came in. He was kind of heartbroken. He got a call on his birthday from a girl he was in love with in high school. Well, needless to say, Hefe got some bad news. Let's listen in. Very bad week for me, J-Dubs. Yeah? I've caught the bronchitis, so I'm sick all week for my birthday. Well, whatever it happens. You know, that kind of stuff happens. And um, on my birthday, I get a call. And I talked about the situation before. I've talked about the situation where I have this relationship with a chick that I've known since like the sixth grade, who we were best friends, and she was one of the very first chicks that ever said, "I don't want to go out with you. I want to be, you know, we have a, such a great friendship that I don't want to ruin that by taking it to another level." And so, oh, you know how you are when you're a guy or whatever. The chick's very hot. She's very cool. You think she's the perfect one, so you always keep that relationship alive with the hopes. With the hopes that at some point she will come around and see the error of her ways so that you guys can finally hook up and it can be the magic that you always imagined. All right, all right, how long ago was this that you last saw her in person? I last saw her... Right about a year or two ago. A year or two ago, and I, how? I, all right. She lives in Texas. Sorry. We we went to we went to hold on. We went to high school together. That's fine. We went to Texas Tech University together. All right. So the last time we saw her, and actually maybe a day to day type basis, was back when you were in college. Yes. And you still? I only saw her maybe like twice, three times a semester. Hurt too much. She didn't want to be with me. She was one of these two, saving herself for marriage. So, you keep a relationship going with a girl that lives half the country away and you haven't seen her what she looks like who she is anymore and you still have these hopes these dreams of rekindling some half-assed middle school relationship i was more than that we were very good friends in high school and it kind of tapered off in college but you got it here's the thing man it's like if you're a salesperson and, you know, you go on the sale and they say, no, but you know this is going to be a great client for not only you, but the hideout of the station. You still do that occasional call every two to three months just to make sure everything is okay, make sure everybody's all right, just to remind them you're still out there. That's business. No, it's not business. It's not being able to close the deal and just give up when it's a lost cause. If, if, the, if the client does not want to spend money with you for so many years. So we years, shouldn't have a space program? No. What? Why should we have a space program? What, what's, the, what's the point of a space program right now? So all of the explorers 
that maybe died on their way. Nobody else should have gone. We should have all given up. You're a quitter, J-Dub. I'm not a quitter. That I, says exactly what you are, that you're a quitter. I, I'm not a quitter. I am a person who can rationalize when something's worth it. I think at the same time, too, you need to be the kind of person who stays on top of these things, who keeps options open, who keeps the you know the doors of communication open. So we have this thing now, since we're out of college, that we don't really call each other unless it's on our birthday. And we always call each other on our birthday. It's just Mo. What, <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys say to each other? Well, here's the voicemail. I got the voicemail. Next but... message from Amy. <laughs> Received February 10th at 4.55pm. No hey, this is Amy. I just wanted to call and wish you a happy birthday and let you know that I'm thinking about you. I think sent you an email, but it came back to me. I don't know if your email address has changed or what. So, um, just want to let you know I'm thinking about you. Have a wonderful birthday. Talk to you later. Wait, wait, wait. wait. If you send wait, wait, a reply wait. message, press 2. To erase, press 7. Go ahead and seven. talk. You can turn that down. To say, she sent you an email first because she didn't want to make a call. She's trying to taper this off very slowly, and your email, she didn't want to freak you out and have you go hang yourself because you're so caught up on this this high school romance. All right, well, we were, it, wasn't, it wasn't even a romance. We were friends. Right now, she's trying to taper this thing off by just sending you an email this year. That's what she's trying to do. But if you listen to her in her voice, <laughs> she's thinking about me. No, she, she says she's thinking about you because she knows you're going to shoot yourself in your stupid face if she doesn't say that. Well, here's the thing. She's married now. She's, what are you doing? She's married. I'm divorced. She called me. Because, because you guys have some kind of tradition where you guys call each other and you guys don't even know each other anymore. You don't know who this girl is. She don't know who you are. You are probably a totally different person than you were in high school, and she's probably a totally different person because she's married now, so that proves that she's a totally different person. Somebody please back me up on this. And here's the other thing I'd like to say, too. What back you up on what? On your on your sick, psycho uh, just obsession? The, the, the keeping the lines of communication open. Back those, me up on that. Those should be closed after she gets married. We're still friends. We were never romantic. We're friends. But you want romance out of it. But I'm not pushing it. I just give her a call on her birthday and she calls me back. Play it again. Listen to how bad she wants it. <laughs> Next message from Amy. Received February 10th at 4 55 Hey, I miss you. Happy birthday. That There's no content there because she has nothing to talk to you about anymore because she's married and she is over whatever you think you guys might have had. You know, at the same time, she doesn't mention anything about calling me back, does she? No. You, you didn't ever, ever talk to her? No, I didn't call her. I, never, I didn't call her back, though. Because here's the thing. I want to get out of this. I, I, stop. But do I just not call her on her birthday? Exactly. But then, here's the thing. She's going to, why didn't you call me? And she eventually I'm going to talk to her again. Why did you stop calling me? Oh, because you got married? No, you just say, oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. You play it cool. But then I always look like I was always trying to get something going on with her. No, you don't. You just say, I forgot about your birthday. It's been how many years since we've hung out? 
I forgot. But I Sue me. I've never forgotten though. We were supposed to be that close. But I was you only that close because I was close. Because I was only that close because I wanted to be with her. Oh, I mean, all right. You know what? Maybe I won't call her back. Don't. I did email her. She Why? Had, well, after she said my email didn't work. What did you say in your email? Hey, you know, thanks for you know for the call or whatever. No content. You guys have nothing to talk about. Well, we do, but you know, she's in Texas what? now. What are you guys gonna talk about? Old high school memories? No, we like to see how each other are doing. That's the kind of situation we have. That's the kind of uh, relationship we have. Just go on classmates.com and relive all your funny little memories you had over at South Grand Prairie. Uh, here's the other thing. You know, Bateman got me the subscription to classmates.com. Worst thing that could have ever happened. So this Amy, you know, she's married. She's a good Christian girl. She saved herself till marriage. She's, I'm done. There's no way I'm getting, you know, there's no way I'm getting that. Well, since I'm separated, what I like to do first before I go testing out anything new is maybe go back to the old ones. Maybe that could be a little bit easier because you know you already had some. Very first uh, girlfriend ever. Um, I'm disappointed. I want to relate to the story to you in a second. Okay. okay. All right. Janet, welcome to the hideout. Hey. Um, I just wanted to say that I think J-Dubs is an idiot. I think he's very jealous of you because... How am I jealous of... He's always putting you down. He's always putting me down. He cuts... I just think you're romantic, you're sweet. A romantic. Yes. Have you ever seen the guy? Agreed. You would totally disagree once you see him. (laughs) Wait wait a second. Let Janet talk. Sweetheart, I just think you are. And and Dubs is like ignorant and he's jealous of you. What do you think? That's why he's putting you down. And that's why you're alone listening to radio tonight. Dubs. Because you're so bright. Janet, hold on one second. Dubs, I'm going to ask you to stop. No, don't ask me to stop. You just shut up. You have your little conversation with Janet because you guys are so close now. Why don't you call her on her birthday? Janet, when's your birthday? Jerk. When's your birthday, Janet? You're a whore. Dubs, I'm serious, man. I am no whore. And no, you're not, Janet. You're a nice person. You're a person that (laughs) can... You found one person to cop and agree with you and you latch eyes to them. Janet can recognize. November. Birthday? So is this girl. What, What birthday? What day? November 5th. All right, the other one's the 22nd. I'll have to remember. November's the big day. Janet, how old are you? I'm 23. Janet, congratulations. Next Saturday night, I'd love to meet you at our live broadcast, Tequila Beat. Yeah, I'd love to meet you, too. Oh, that'd be awesome. Can you make it? Yes. You're, there. you're on the of list. Of course you can. You have nothing on the schedule. No. <laughs> Nothing's on the plate for this girl. I know this girl. I, I've seen a million of them. I've seen a million of them. Nothing's on the schedule for her. And here's the thing, I'm Janet. Jealous? Janet, I'm going to keep yeah. you away from Of what? Janet. An, uh, uh, an empty schedule? Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. I'm going to keep you. And you know what, Doug? You have to hurt him. I talked to a lot of people in this instant messenger who say they are afraid to call in because of you. I don't care. Because of you giving them a tongue lashing. Janet has been so kind. You obviously have made your point. Somebody wants to back me up and not call me a sicko retard. Somebody wants to call me a romantic. And, Janet, I appreciate that. We'll see you next Saturday night, Mardi Gras, Tequila Beach. I'll be there. Bring a friend, and not a male friend, because I'm really interested. Hold on. You won't be when you see her. (laughs) Why are you being like that? Uh, Why did you even ask her if she had something to do that day? You knew it was open. She sounded like she's a busy lady. Yeah. (laughs) Scott, welcome to the hideout. Man, I never thought I'd say this, but I got to completely stick up for Dubs. Thank you. How? Well, now, why, why do you say you never do that? 
Because you're a retard. I just never thought I'd 100% agree with any of you guys. I've been listening for a few months, and, uh, you know, I find it amusing, entertaining. Thank you. But, Thank uh, you. Glowing review. <laughs> and so and when you're done, you're done, and you roll over and you crash. Um, and, a bummer. And that's the other thing, too. I mean, there are plenty out there, but you've also got to realize that I'm sort of a pack rat. I like to hold on to things, memories. I, that's something. Uh, memories are fine. You can keep the memories all you like, but you got to cut loose these these almost obsessive, weird relationships. High school girls got to go. Yeah, <laughs> never. All right, thank you, Scott. All right, here's the other thing I got on this. So I know we got to take a commercial break. We got all that kind of stuff that we need to do. But here's one last thing. All right, I, I want to bitch to uh, to um, Bateman in the back real quick. Because there's one guy up there that had my back and one girl up there that had your back. And it said, take this call on the girl that had your back. Like, when you, I don't even know what you're talking about. I can see the screen from here. I'm the like, audience doesn't know what you're referring to. I have no clue as to what you're saying. Um, here's the thing. So I was talking oh, okay. about. I can deal with that. I was talking about. Uh, I was talking about the classmate subscription. So I got the classmates.com subscription. And before I got married, there were only two chicks that I was really ever infatuated with and really, really, really liked. Like I don't like too many girls because I got to collect. I got to connect with them on another level. It's not just about sex for me. I like to be able to have someone I can carry on a conversation with. I like to, you know, I treat women as equals. I like women to be my best friends before we start making love with each other. <laughs> so, so because of that, all right, Amy's out of the picture. So I move over to Becky. Becky was my original, my original girlfriend in the sixth grade. Uh, like one of the the, the original crushes. All right, wait, wait, wait. I knew her all the way through high school. Again. I, I have just one real quick question I need to throw out at you. All right, you have these girls. Can I tell this? No, story? please, please, just one thing. You cut me off every day. Let me cut you off just once. All right, you have a girl that you were in love with in sixth grade. Am I not sick? Why is he hold yelling on. at me? Hold on, hold on. My dad again. Hold on. Go ahead. All right, you have a girl you were in love with in sixth grade. Whenever eighth you, grade, eighth grade. Whenever you run one off. Do you think of her like as she was in eighth grade? No, no, no. I I just want to know if it's just from memories or. No, I imagine what she'd be like if she were older. Okay. I know we're in high school too. All right. I... Is that wrong? Is that wrong to punch it to someone that you like knew in high school? Because you're not thinking, oh, she's a sixteen-year-old. You're thinking, hey, I was a high school. Let me tell this story. Okay, I just want to know. So I get this classmate's subscription. High school is not bad, but if you go back to sixth grade, then you're getting a little creepy. Okay, I can agree with you on that. So I get the subscription, and I'm looking her up, and I can't find her anywhere. She ended up leaving my school. She was my, before even Amy, she was my original crush, first love. I think women can respect that, Janet. So it's this. It's this. It goes like this, Dubs. So I can't find her, but I find her brother on the classmates thing. So I email her brother. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to get in touch with Rebecca. Can you please pass along my info? So, you know, I didn't hear anything from him. You know, I'm thinking it's, you know, your subscription's shut down. Whatever. Well, I end up getting an email this week. Weirdo. And so in, in, the, in, the, in the headline, it says, from Rebecca. But you know where the name is? Like whenever you get an email from somebody, it either mm. says, you know. Their uh, name. Yeah, their name or something. Automatically in the name section, Rebecca or Greg. I'm like, oh, this can't be good. So I open up the email, and it's, hey, Hefe, for these purposes, you know, three exclamation points, by the way, 
Oh, my God, I can't believe you even remember me. How are you doing? It's so great to hear from you. You know why she can't believe you remember? Because it's just, you know, you, you tend to forget about these people. And that, that's a healthy thing to do. And so, anyway, she goes on to say she's married. Now, like I told you, being married isn't that big a deal. I've been married. It's, these things, they, they happen. Some only last 55 hours. Some last five years. They happen. Marriage, You're acting like they're herpes. Marriage is in. Uh, I'll tell you, herpes sticks with you for life. Marriage usually doesn't. True. So, and then it reads on, I have a 17-month-old baby. Hot. And I was like, wow. Not only did she meet somebody else, she banged him. <laughs> and yeah, she married him. She probably banged him. And so has that little Amy girl or whoever left a message. She's probably banged her fiancé. She banged him. And so that just drives me crazy. This Amy chick, I knew she was a good chick. She was a virgin until she got married. You know, whatever. How do you know she was a virgin until she got married? I knew. Trust me. No. I knew. You go You go to college. You go out of college. Good Christian girl. Shh. Kind of girl that I'm into. The lady with morals. A good Christian girl. And do you believe in God? No. But I like and my that... woman, too, so she doesn't spread it all the time. What's wrong with that? <laughs> so, I'm just saying this has been a tough week for me. I've been sick. And I've been heartbroken from the two only other chicks besides my wife that I ever really wanted to be with. And what is Dubs going to do? He's going to call me creepy. I tell you, I'm not going to get a hold of anybody else from now on. This, it's it, Dubs. That's all we got. I could just see you going back to your high school wearing some kind of long coat and flashing everybody because you lose it. You just you have this sick obsession with high school and you just lose it one of these days, go back to Grand Prairie High and show... South us. Grand Prairie High School. Okay, you, you Carrie Wood went okay. to uh, Grand Prairie High School. Carrie Wood, the famous baseball player I played against. Okay. You, you go back to South Prairie High School. South Grand Prairie. South Grand Prairie High School. That's great ass white. Who cares? You go there and you show everybody Mr. Little. South Grand Prairie High. I could just see you going over Flash and all the fun. I was most talented, starting varsity catcher, lead actor. And no one cares to get a hold of you. Nobody emails me back from classmates. Not a single person. <laughs> How Not does a... that feel? <sighs> Feels like I feel now. Sick. I'm disgusted with myself. All right, let's take mm -hmm. a break. There's... Hey, happy Valentine's Day. There it is. You think you're sad? You're listening to the radio? You ain't got nothing on me. Going home with bronchitis to watch Tasty Teen 7. Again. I don't think that's a bad night. <laughs> Again. I don't think I didn't do that as soon as I woke up, too. I was feeling like a champion this morning. Now I feel like ass. This is The Hideout. I am El Jefe. That's J-Dubs. For FA and JDS, we're on vacation this week. We'll be back next Monday from 11 to 1. I'd like to share another little known FA fact. Our good friend Hefe once paid for a night of drunken debauchery by selling his neighbor's cat to the local Hunan Garden. Sick, sick man. Alright, up next is another segment on the Hideout mixtape, and it's Tommy Bateman, and he's at it again. Apparently, Tommy has made yet another fake commercial, and he's claiming to be the star of the event again. Well, Hefe and Dubs decide to call him on it and then start talking about his fake girlfriend that he brought in. And, of course, Tommy goes berserk. 
when she when they say she's not really his girlfriend. Tommy has a lot of anger management issues. Well, let's listen in on 106.7 WJFK. Ladies, meet WJFK male spokesmodel and hideout producer Tommy Bateman, Saturday at Tequila Beach at 7 p.m. Located on 12th and F Street, Tommy Bateman will be there to fulfill all your womanly desires. That's Tequila Beach, Saturday, February 21st. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Are we doing You're getting more men than DuPont oh, Circle? Are we Can doing this like gay talk? Get it in my eye. No. Tequila Beach is not a gay talk. Not that it mattered if it was, but he, with uh, Tommy Bateman trying to swoon us with his masculine voice and masculine skills, kind of. Play that one more time. What was that? Kind of makes my tickle. What? Ladies, meet WJFK male <laughs> spokesmodel and hideout this? producer Tommy Bateman Saturday at Tequila Beach at 7 p.m. Located on 12th and F Street, Tommy Bateman will be there to fulfill all your womanly desires. That's Tequila Beach, Saturday, February 21st. I like the new voice guy. Oh, Good. Wait. What are you doing, man? You can't just go around making promos, throwing them in. What do you mean? What am I doing? I you did that last time for whatever. You and uh, the, the gig that Spiewak had, you redid the whole promo. What? Seriously, what are you doing, man? Look, right here, laminate. And stop wearing the laminate from the Spiewak <laughs> Super Bowl gig that you got. I'm glad somebody from WJK finally stepped up and made a promo saying that I will be there. Because, look... No offense to J-Dubs. I wasn't advertised to be at his event on the big game, and let's see what happened there. Now, i got to admit, Dubs' event was absolutely empty, and you because went with... We, no one could smoke there. But Rob Spiewax was packed. <laughs> My event was packed. It was $40 to get in. My event was packed. I mean, somebody has to save the show next week. So you honestly believe that if we you, pimp you, you out... You you're a bigger draw than I am. I'm not saying I'm necessarily a bigger draw, but let's face facts. Let's look at the uh, past. Now, how many uh, how many people went up to you and said hi at the at the Speedwax I, Super Bowl event? I lost. Or when they were were they just saying hi? Or hey, can I have one of those T-shirts? Hey, can I get a WJFK glass? Laugh if you want. But Where are the JFK bumper stickers? Is that what they were asking you? <sighs> so jealous that I've already surpassed you guys. I can't believe you can't just slip promos in. And by the way, right, get the cart number off of there. I think that actually belongs to like XM Radio or Viramax or something. Thank you, Cameron and Alan, for finally realizing what will pack the people in next week. By the way, speaking of that, Cameron Linewan, the man doll, we're getting abused financially for this live gig, not to bitch about it too much. I'm not. So, are you getting paid for this? You're not? Not really. No, actually... No, actually, we really aren't. No, we're not. Don't tell me you're getting, like, a promotional fee or something. <clears throat> Get out of here. Are you serious? Did you talk to Tammy or Miss Bobby about this? Tell us how much you're getting. Write it down. Here's a pen. I don't know. Here's a pen. I don't know. Where a pen is. You got one over there? So Here we go. Here, here we go. I can't believe that you would get paid. Plus parking if I drive myself. No way. No, you're not. 
Actually, I think Cameron might actually have gotten me. You're, not getting, oh, you're not getting $500. Why you got to yell out my fee? Because there's no way you're getting $500. because I get an appearance fee, and you guys have to sit there on the stage while I, you know, mingle with all the ladies out there. There's, you're not, first of all, you're not going to be mingling. You're going to have people signing things, You're going to, you know, so they can come on the air with us. Yes, I will be signing things if you so f want me to, you know. I think they finally printed up some 8x10 glossies of me. No, they didn't. You haven't seen out in the lobby then, obviously. Get out of here. Hey, you know, sorry. Hey, anybody want to go out, out to dinner afterwards since I, I'll have some money? I'm, I'm holding you to that dinner now. Actually, you know what? Yes. You were buying us dinner. After Tequila Beach, you were going to take us up the street to the M&S Grill, and you're going to buy us all dinner to celebrate the big appearance. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not too busy with the ladies from Good Guys or whatever. They're going to whoever I huh? hook up with. There. Those girls that we had in last week, the strippers. Who all's in? Tell me who all's in from last week. Uh, I know Olivia is definitely going to be there. I don't. I, I don't. I didn't talk to Todd very long. He just from said there'll be like two or three other chicks with them. So. Nice. I hear a bunch of guys. So all of Rev Nine is going to be there too, huh? Uh, no, just one of the guitar players. The other one has to work. All right. So the lead singer and one of the guitar players. Yes. So with the Danny, the guy with the you know. Go along with you. So we're gonna have strippers there too. Yep. And it's a Mardi Gras party to Kill Beach next Saturday. And right a now? girl that has actually agreed to go out with Matt Albert if he's not too much of a f to go. What? She'll be there. Who's this? This chick that he saw a picture of one of my friends and he's like, she's pretty hot. So. I think they might actually go on a date. If, wow! If he's not too much of a pussy. Can we can we see a picture of her? Uh, yeah, I'd have to. You saw a picture of her. I think I think I did actually. Yeah, she was pretty hot. She actually she's got like the pasty skin, the black hair. She's a real cute girl. Did you you showed it to me in the dump room? Is that the same girl? I think so. Oh. Yeah, she's not bad. Yeah, she's not, not bad for for Matt. Definitely. All right, well, there it is. Step up for Matt. And by the way, it's not the Tommy Bateman, come meet Tom. I mean, I guess you will meet Tommy. Everybody, come meet me, 7 to 11, next Saturday, Tequila Beach. All right, do whatever. I'll be there signing autographs, you know, handing out kisses to all the hot chicks. No fat chicks, please. Getting our beers. Wait a second. Fat women are no, more than welcome. They're welcome to come. To come. Just, you know, don't touch me. Especially, you know, since it's a week after Valentine's Day and I'm here working. By the way, what are you doing for Valentine's? How is your Valentine's going? Uh, pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Great. How, how is it with you and your girlfriend, Ashley? She's probably going now. No, wait a second. Stay in here. You're the one that wanted to come in and push your appearance. I, hey, you know, we got to get a little interview out of you. I'm going to give you some plugs. I think she will actually, last I heard, be there Saturday. The Ashley that made out with you that pretended to be your girlfriend. She didn't be pretend there. to be my girlfriend. Why would she make out with me to pretend to be my girlfriend? So she's really your girlfriend. Of course. Why would I, why would I bring her in if she wasn't? Get her on the phone. Let's ask her why she doesn't I care. I think that she might be out. She's probably up. Uh, you don't know where your chick is? What do I care? I'm here working. So you're that kind of an open guy. Yeah. We're, I'm going to go watch porn later on with her and then bang her. How's that? You're such a liar. What? When did all this come about? You used to be the how guy that yelled. How, how, like, just because I'm getting paid for next Saturday. Sorry, go answer the phones. I've had enough for you. <laughs> come meet me to heal the beach. Play that stupid thing one more time. I want to hear what he wasted his time on. Ladies, meet WJFJ male spokesmodel and hideout producer Tommy Bateman Saturday at Tequila Beach at 7 p.m. Located on 12th and F Street, Tommy Bateman will be there to fulfill all your womanly desires. Now, did he slow his voice down to us? Saturday, February 21st. And all the dudes out there, you can see me too. And what's that stupid, um, the, the, the more music 104 music at the end of it? What is that, John Mayer? We're not putting on some wimpy ass show. 
We're not going to be going out there talking about Dave Matthews. What's that music, man? I don't understand that. And people are all over you on the instant feedback. Alexis is calling in saying that Tommy's full of ass. And I believe that. I'll tell you this, too. If his chick is out there, that this, uh, this Ashley chick that pretended to be him or pretended to be with him, I will give her money out of my pocket if she'll make out with anybody else in front of Tommy. I'd love to see her just kiss some other dude in front and, of Tommy. And let us take pictures. Yeah. That we can plaster all over the internet. Yeah. In fact, I think I've even seen another picture of her where she's doing other stuff. Really? Yeah. Like what? I don't want to. Pretty freaky? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yo. What are you doing? What are you talking about? How dare you? Shut up. I'll pay money if your ex-wife comes out there and give some guy a on the stage. I would, too. That'd be a great show. I'm just looking to put on a good show. You wouldn't allow your, your supposed chick to make out with what people at the show. What is supposed stuff? And you know what? I bet if we get a little liquor in her, she's showing boobs. Boobs oh, yeah. beads. It's Mardi Gras. Tequila Beach. Why wouldn't she? You would. Hey, how about this? Would you be pissed off if your alleged girlfriend was was showing her boobs for beads? I don't care. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't care because you're not really with her? How dare you? Oh, you're so stupid. What is this? That sounds like he's on a soap opera. He's acting so poorly. <laughs> You used to be a good actor. What is that? How dare you? <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. I'd wax that and she gets hot. So meet all of our best friends as we uh, we do our live show. So, Dubs, yeah. speaking of live appearances, do you want to get into singles in the city now? Uh, oh, we got to take a commercial break. Aren't we late? I think we're running late again. All right, here's the thing. Here's what we're going to do. Hey Bateman, get Big O and Dukes on the phone. Call them real quick. Let's see them if they let's see if they can get uh, do the next break with us. What's the phone number over there? One eight hundred WHFS or something oh, like I that. I have no idea. I've never called there. I know Bateman has, so he should know it. He he calls that other shit. He's he's one of those you're talking about keeping the lines of communication open, like I do with the the chicks from middle school. Mm. He uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw him try to dial HFS <laughs> and then he just hung it up and. What do you want? What is this? Did I dial other crappy stations? Call them right now and ask them if they'll do. You're dialing them now. Yeah. <laughs> I see him pop up on a line we start talking about. He even told me that he was actively trying to pursue a gig with Big O and Duke. Really? Mm-hmm. What kind of gig? I don't know. Pulling music? <laughs> <laughs> Call them. Stop That's calling it. us. First you say I'm a liar, and now you're just standing on there making stuff up. <laughs> what are you going to jeopardize my male spokes career here? <laughs> HFS, hurry up. <laughs> you don't want to catch him in the middle of an incubus song. So come on, hurry up. Mega Lomaniac. I love that song, man. That's a good tune. Have you seen the video? Mm -mm. Video's a little whacked out. I saw it on the AOL for broadband. That's all I do while I'm upstairs is I watch music videos. And um, they got like a whole bunch of Hitler. And then, really? I mean, a, mega, a megalomaniac somebody that's really obsessed and they got big ego and that kind of thing. Right. But I don't know why you would have Hitler all over your video. And you know this, too? Ever since the whole Janet Jackson thing, with the day, they started day-parting videos. Mm -hmm. They day-parted the one with Britney. I'm going to look at that one later on in this, in this AOL for Broadband. Have you heard that new song, Toxic? I'll tell you this. You want to call me a mo for something? I'll give it to you on this. 
I am a huge fan of Britney. That's not, that's not gay. And I love the new CD. I really liked the uh, Me Against the Music. It's really hard for me to call you a mo or anything when I'm a claymate that likes to listen to Justin Timberlake. Yeah, no, you know, I'll give you that. Are you, are you going to the show? No. Clarkston and Aiken? No. You're not going to that? No. Is it because you can't get tickets? No, I, I'm sure I could uh, finagle some tickets, but I, I'm just too busy at my nights and everything. And I have. What do you do? I, well, I usually work here for really? the show. I never hear you. Well, I'm doing what Bateman does, but quieter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a very quick commercial break. We'll come back. It's WJFK. Welcome back into the Hideout Mixtape on 106.7 WJFK. I'm Oddball, hosting for El Jefe and J-Dubs, who are on vacation until Monday when they'll be back at 11 till 1. Another little-known fact about our buddy, the Hefe. He was once kicked off the set of the Reading Rainbow for stripping off his clothes and chasing LeVar Burton. I tell you, the guy is sick and twisted. By the way, if I sound a little off and the energy seems like it's off a little bit, understand that I'm all matted up and I got bronchitis. I feel really, really bad. Uh, <coughs> as you can tell, I'm sorry about coughing in your ear. But last night... I thought I was on top of the world, J-Dub. Yeah, you were uh, 10 foot tall and bulletproof last night. We went to Singles in the City last night. J-Dub's and I were in the kissing slash autograph booth. And so here's the situation. I'm uh, doing some stuff here at, uh, at the radio station. I got to leave. Turns out banners were forgotten for the radio station. Whatever the case, I had to pick the banners up, take them up to the, take them up to the place. So I'm walking with a 50-pound roll of banners from Silver Spring to the Woodley Park Metro on the red line, like walking all this way, carrying his banner with bronchitis, all right? So I get there, and I can't stress to you, it was cold, I'm sick, I just started the antibiotics, it was going to be a late night, and I was just in a pissy-ass mood. You were very pissy when you first came in. I come up to you, hey, Pepe, how's it going, you know? And you go to shake my hand, and then you pull it away. You went to shake my hand, and I was like, I was taking my coat off. And I was no, like, you, you put your hand out for a second, and then you pulled it away. Well, I was taking my coat off. And then I'm like, are you all right? And you're like, no, leave me alone. I'm like, all right, dick. I just walked away. Yeah, it is, but no, you didn't just walk away. You hung out for a second, and I was like, and you were like, what's going on? Are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, no, man. I just walked here in the cold with the goddamn banners because people around here are ass-effs. And I, I'm pissed. And while well, I'm trying to be a nice guy, you're taking it out on me. And I was just like, hey, dude, give me a couple seconds. Let me get into my zone, and I'll be all right. Didn't I? And then you still hung around even after No, I, I didn't. I left, I left. I walked away right then. And you know what? I apologize for getting in your grill because it wasn't right. But I was pissed at the time. And Alan comes up to me. Oh, thanks so much, man. You really helped us out. Can't yell at Alan like that. Tammy, our pregnant promotions lady, comes up. I can't yell at her. And then Cameron comes up. 
He's like, oh, great. Thanks, dude. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm like, oh, I can't yell at any of those three people. So I yell about him on you. the air. <laughs> well, you and I are buddies. I could take it out on you. You take it out on the guy who's just trying to help you out. And notice you weren't helpful. Uh, what? Megan, the sales girl, was really nice. She took my jacket. She's like, can I get you anything? I had no idea. Can I get you some juice? I asked, sick? You. I asked you if I could get you anything, if you needed anything. And you're like, no. Just give me a few minutes. So I gave you a few minutes. I I gave you what you wanted. You're like that girlfriend. What's wrong? I don't want to talk about it. What's wrong? Are you okay? I don't want to talk about it. Give me a second to get in my zone. What's what, wrong? What, what zone? Why do you need to get in any zone? I've never needed to get in the zone when I'm around my buddies. I needed to calm down. So anyway, let's get beyond that. All okay. Right? So Megan, you know, what do you want? Heineken. Give me some Heineken. So I run over, and she grabs me a Heineken, despite the fact that I'm an on antibiotics. And I start throwing these things down. And I don't know if it was the combination of the antibiotics and the Heineken or what. But I couldn't stop. After one. And by the way, I don't, I don't say this is good. And I don't recommend anybody doing this or any kind of that situation. But, man, I got lit quick. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just have one because I'm sick. And I didn't want to stick around very long to do the autograph kissing booth. And then uh, Stuttering John comes in. And, you know, he walks in, and everybody's like, we're Stuttering John, we're Stuttering John. And so we meet Stuttering John. Now, this was kind of bad. I felt bad for you, Dubs. Because this happens a lot. When people call the show, they go, hey, Hefe, you know, you've bitched about this before, and I take notice of it. So Stuttering John's walking into the Heineken room, and, of course, like the leeches they are, you know, all the salespeople yeah, are around. All, all the management are just... On his on, tip. On them like they're, they're, they're his hemorrhoids or something. You know, they're just attached to the ass. Exactly. I mean, they're just all over him, you know, making sure he's got everything and that he's okay. And I understand. He's a star, you know. Yeah, you, you got to coddle him, but I don't think it takes eight people. I think it was just these guys were just trying to get close to him more than help him out. And so they walk him into this Heineken room. And um, Cameron's introducing him to everybody. And Cameron, he's like, hey, by the way, um, I'd like you to meet, and he says my real name, and he's, he says, I'd like you to meet uh, Alex. I'd like you to meet Alex. He's a big, he's one of our big stars at the radio station. And so, you know, John, he's walking in. He's, you know, I would assume he's scoping the ladies. He shakes my hand for two seconds and doesn't even say hi, you know, just gives a little head nod or whatever. That's fine. I can understand that. I don't worry about that. Thing is... Cameron then just walks right by Dub. Yeah, I, doesn't I, even acknowledge or pretend or even acknowledge that you're anywhere around Stuttering John and you were standing right next to me. Here's the thing: I don't care to meet him. You know, I, I, I'm to the opinion that these people they're out here and they don't want to be bothered, overly bothered because they're going to be bothered enough throughout the night. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just want I, I want to give them their space, unlike management who wants to uh, suffocate them. And so they take them over to the Heineken quarter, and I guess they had some couches set up for them. There were some people that were lounging on the couches, and they kicked the people out. Yeah. You know, and Alan and Julie and Cameron all sit down around John on the couches. And I even saw, I even saw Cameron put his his hand on John's leg. Are you serious? I did not I see that. I don't know what he was saying, but he like kind of put his eye on his leg, like, yeah, I'll get, I'll get it for you. I'll get it taken care of or whatever. And I was just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Come on. And again, not to begrudge, you know, stuttering John. We love the Howard Stern Show. And John seemed cool enough. He was mingling with everybody. 
It's just so funny the way they spoon all over these. Yeah, things. it's just it's, it's crazy. Because like, you don't I see mean, them do spooning over. I mean, John, you would equate that maybe I don't know to Rob. I mean, Rob's a bigger you know deal uh, to me at least. And they don't swoon all over Rob. That maybe because they don't ever see him. I mean, they see him every day, and they never see John. But it was just so funny how he had his own little JFK entourage. Yeah, he had he had like. It was like Mike Tyson walking in with his uh, big band of boombox players walking behind him. Mm -hmm. And so I walk in, dude, and I'm pounding him at this point, and I feel great. I think over the whole night I had about five Heineken because I knew I was taking the Metro. And, and you got there drive. late, too. Uh -huh. And I pounded five maybe in a span of two, two and a half hours. I was 10 feet tall, 400 pounds, invincible. Now, for those of you that maybe know me off the air, I'm very quiet, kind of reserved. I'm more of a listener, as most people who are in this business are. Yeah. I was walking around J-Dubs like. Yeah, like I was, I had to be the calm and reserved one last night because Hefe just for some reason decided to switch roles with me. <laughs> and so I'm walking around saying, hey, baby, what's up? Why don't you shake it a little bit? And then we see people, and we're porting at them, we're calling them losers, you know, that kind of stuff. Just being really now loud and rowdy and obnoxious and that kind of stuff. And, um... Being real curt with people, too. Yeah. So one of the situations is that we were in this autograph booth, all right? Ooh. And the autograph booth is up in this corner. Yeah, no one really knew where we were, I don't think. No, they had a little bitty sign that said autograph kissing booth upstairs. And, and like, our names, real, they're real, real small underneath it. Uh, at, what time we're going to be at there. At 10 and 11 o'clock. So we're in this autograph thing. We don't have any pictures to sign. I don't have any JFK glossy photos of Dubs or myself. And I'll say this, I never want any. No. I never want to have any any glossies. For some reason, no matter how cool a person is, when they get put on the glossy, they always look like douchebags. I don't even like pictures. I mean, I hate seeing it when, like, DJs have their pictures on websites. and like It's almost why I don't want a website, because I'll feel like I have to put a picture on there. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't want to. That's why I want somebody to come in and draw caricatures of us. Maybe at, at most that's what I'd like. What do you want, Bateman? You guys could always send my uh, 8x10 glasses. You don't even have any. Shut up. They have them. Hey, where are you going to be next Saturday night? Tequila Beach. Uh, awesome. I hope that doesn't compete with us. Uh, so anyway, so we're out there, and... Um, Tammy, who was in promotions, yeah. Um, she was she was going through cleaning stuff out, and she found a whole bunch of glossies. They're just left here. Yeah. Because again, we're DJs. Who wants our autograph when you really come down to it? So, it was a bunch of old sports junkies and G Gordon Liddy glossies. So what we decided we we're going to do is we take the G Gordon Liddy and sports junkies glossies. And we take them out there, and that's what we're signing. And, and when we when we take them out there, we take a sharpie marker and we draw our faces, like what our faces would look like, over their heads. So I've got the big goatee and the and the uh, dreads, and so we're drawing it over each one of the junkies, and we're crossing out junkies, and we're writing in the sports hefes. And these are collectibles, by the way. I don't know if this is ever going to happen again. The the funny thing is, uh, instead of even trying to draw a picture of me over any of the junkies. I'm white. They're white. Let's just put an arrow to it and put J-Dubs. Yeah, I don't know which junkie it was, but I was like, this one looks a little bit like J-Dubs. So we're pointing an arrow to him, and then there are three other sports hefes or whatever it is. Now, what's so funny is that we're up here at this thing, and people are walking by, and they don't even have a sign saying who we are. So we're up there. With and nothing but junkies 
glossies and G. Gordon Liddy glossies. So people are walking up saying, oh, my God, you guys are the sports junkies. <laughs> oh, no. I, I listen to you guys all the time. So we're sitting there. We're like, oh, that, that is silly cool. That Dude, you are so money, man. What, a, what about the other donkeys running around here? I'll tell you, we aren't no donkeys, and you aren't a donkey either. Hey, you want an autograph? And they're like, yeah, man. And so forget the fact that these pictures are drawn over with me. Like, drawn in with dreads and goatees and stuff. Right. I think last night I told everybody I was CK, CK Dubs. No, you were CK Hefe. CK Hefe. And I was, uh, I was J Cakes. J Cakes. And so people were actually coming around. And then, other, and then there was this other guy there pimping some stupid book or something. And so he was, like, uh, talking. It was, and he thought we were the junkies. And so he knows some, some he, reporter from Fox 5. And he was like, I've got I remember, I wish I remember what this reporter's name was. Some chick, I don't know. And he's like, hey, man, what about this chick? Isn't she, you know, you guys have effed with her before or whatever. We just ran her down. I was like, yeah, she's a C, man. She's a C. What a bitch. He's like, yeah, tell me about it, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't even know if she bats on, uh, you know, the right team. I was like, yeah, I heard she was a dyke. <laughs> you know, you know. Just trying to be as crude and crass as we could be. Mm -hmm. And so then other guys are coming up, like, hey, I love the show or whatever. So it's so funny. And then, as it turns out, Lisa Warden, who I guess is the new HFS program director, she's up there. And she's walking around. And we met Big O. And I know Dukes. I like Dukes, actually, no matter how much we fight with him. I still don't like this Big O guy. I he, like, he comes up and he like, this is this is why I know he's he's there's something wrong with him in the pants. He <laughs> comes up and he shakes our hand but when he shakes your hand, He's a he puts the other hand on top. You know what I mean? Like, come here. Like, come he's cupping you. So, like, all right, we're shaking hands, right hand, and then he puts the left hand over the top, and he's like, hey, nice to meet you. Very soft kind of a hand. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there with a big, fat Bolivian woman. So, uh, and he was like, hey, you know, I know we have this whole thing going on the air, but I, I really like your guys' show, and you guys are really talented. And I was like, all right, well, whatever, that's cool, nice to meet you, you know, I didn't want to be a dick there, I'm not going to be a dick to his face. But then this Lisa Warden chick, the HFS program director, is there, and she's got the pasty skin and the black hair, and I guess she came from K-Rock out in L.A. I'm telling you, I'd bang this chick. I'd, I'd, I, she's one of those in dubs, I don't know if you found her attractive, did you? Uh, not particularly, she's not my type, definitely not. She has some nice junk in the trunk, but, you know, maybe she could... I mean, if she were going to get implants, I wouldn't say it's a bad idea, you know? Mm -hmm. But she seemed really cool, and so we were like, come over here, baby, come meet us, come meet us. So she comes over, and we give her our autographed uh, sports junkies yeah. uh, picture. And, you we, know, we told her she was she was money and uh, silly silly fresh. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm just saying, you know, if she, I wouldn't go work for her because I don't like that station, but she's hot, and I'd bang her. Right. It's one of the, and I'd love to see her at Tequila Beach. I'll take her in her bathroom and I'll satisfy her because I don't know if she's met anybody here in D.C. to fill her needs. So, anyway, moving on beyond that, what did you think about the crowd at Singles in the City? Surprisingly good. Yeah. Like it, it, it was more it was pa more packed than I thought it was going to be, and like the quality of people was definitely higher than expected. I whenever I hear these things, I usually think you know it might. It, it has a chance of being real sad, mm -hmm. you know? But when I went out there, good-looking girls, the guys weren't, you know, 
like you know, they're, they're, of course you're gonna get some of the crowd that's just the computer geeks, you know, the guys you know uh, were like just emailing everybody on their screen, like on their buddy list, telling them, "Hey, show up so we can all meet out here." And that was out. one of the things we did feel like we should walk around and introduce ourselves with our screen name. Yeah. And, Hi, I'm I'm JFK Hefe. Nice to meet you. I'm Molly Hatchet Rules 62, and that's rules with a Z, not an S. So it's one of you know. You're Molly Hatchet does rule too. It's gonna be like that, and um, the chicks were actually very hot. There were a lot of girls that were there. And it seemed like they were there, like in the 30 to 35 year old range. They dressed themselves up nice. They looked respectable. You knew they were looking for their next baby's daddy. They, you knew they were there almost to find the next husband. You know what was funny was the looks that our promotions director Tammy got walking around there pregnant because it just looked like she was looking for the next daddy. You know, someone to pick up the the load after she. Uh, you yeah. see, a, you see a pregnant lady at Singles in the City. I mean, you don't know that her husband's there sure. too. You don't know she's there with the radio station. Yeah, you, you don't know she's working because she's not wearing any station swag. Mm -hmm. So, and this station doesn't even have any. Yeah, true. You know, we're walking around like we own the place, but we look like any other dork loser that's there, and you kind of forget that. You don't think that. Well, not to say that they're particularly dork losers. The people well, that were we there. We look like that. Yeah, I mean, you look. I mean, we're wearing jeans and that kind of stuff. The other thing that I noticed about the Singles in the City. So apparently Brad and Cameron from the real world are there. And, uh, you see how thin she was? Yeah, she's tiny. It, she looks like, I'm not saying that she does this, but she looks like you're a run-of-the-mill girl who d likes likes her uh, her uh, snowman, you know? She likes mm -hmm. to run a few rails every once in a while. That's, Whoa! No, that's what she looks like. I just think she's a tiny, petite girl. She looks it on the no, show. Wait, she is just overly thin. She looks real thin on the show, but when we saw her out there yesterday... She looked just, like, thinner than anybody I've ever seen in my life. You know what I think when I look at chicks like that? I think she can take it. And when I, when I take it, I mean a lot. Because always, it's always real weird. We're like, <coughs> sorry, <clears throat> again, it's the bronchitis, and I just broke the microphone. Here. It's one of those things where um, these tiny girls seriously appear like they can take a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a, a lot of meat... Can easily is this mic on over here? Yep. They can easily, you know, they need a bigger guy to be able to satisfy their needs. I don't know if you've ever found that with really small girls, but it seems like they tend to be <coughs> kind of big. Um, what was the ratio? It seemed fairly even, to be honest with you. It seemed like there were, you know, a pretty even amount. Um, there were a few. Was, uh, I don't want to say it was sad, but there were kind of like some. Some grandma lookish looking ladies. Really? I saw this one chick, man. She had this low cut shirt. You could see chest hair. I'm not even lying. You Ugh. could see like these little black pube like chest hairs. I'm thinking, aren't you gonna shave this before you go to singles in the city and try to meet, you know, your next loved one or anything like that? So this Brad and Cameron from the real world are there. And I was being a real dick and being real loud and obnoxious. And I'm just thinking the whole time. What is it like? Like, if I talked to them and I didn't talk to them, and I'm just thinking the whole time, thank you, Dubs, what is it like to be famous for having absolutely no appreciable talent? For having no talent that somebody could specifically point to and say, you know, either you're gifted, uh, you're a gifted orator, or you're a gifted singer. Like, we saw Jerry Rice out there. Yeah. By the way, he's not nearly as big as you would think he is. No, he, he is he's what I thought he would be, because I, I figured I'd probably be taller than him. 
You were, weren't you? No, he was a little bit taller than me. He's probably just taller than me. He didn't seem it. He just and he actually he looked like any average schmo out there too, except mm-hmm. for the fact that he was walking around with a bunch of hot ladies. Yeah. I walked right by him. I didn't even notice him. I'm thinking, all right. Yeah, I had to go. Hey, Jerry Rice. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just see this brother walking out of the PGC room, and I don't, you know. Oh, I want to say just a quick thing about PGC. <laughs> they, uh, I was walking by like be- before the place started to fill up, and they were broadcasting live from there. I've never heard a station yell that much. They were just yelling, "You got to get down here into the download bungalow." That's what they're calling it. I think the uh, the their room was called the uh, the download bungalow. Bungalow, yeah. I, I was like. Can anybody understand you? You're just screaming. Then you're screaming to another guy, hey, get over here. Get over here. And they, they, they bring some random over. Talk. I, I'm like, what's going on over here? All right, I've lived in Dallas, Detroit, and now D.C., so I think I've listened to my fair share of great urban radio stations. I mean, in Dallas, yeah. you got K104. Detroit, you got uh, 97.9. Uh, you got a, a 105 Jams. And then here you got, um, you know, PGC and I guess the other one, Kiss. Hey, Wes. Yeah. And have you ever noticed that late night, like especially the Friday and Saturday night shows, in fact, you can switch it over and then come back. I'm sure you will. But that's like they're playing music and they're live at a club. But yeah. the whole time they're live at the club, they're just shouting yeah. and like singing along to the song. Yep. And shout, like, come here, come here. Hey, what's up, baby? How you doing? And they don't even give the mic to the girl. They're just sitting there having the conversation without with the without the girl going over the air. They're having the one. You're, all you're hearing over the air is a one-sided conversation. And I'll say this though, it's a ratings winner because all of the stations that I've mentioned, I think, are number one in the market. It's crazy though. I, I do you want to do that next week at Tequila Beach? Do you want to see if we can just get some DJ to throw out a couple of jams and we're just yelling one-sided to each other? While well, people I don't want to do it the whole time. But <laughs> yeah, we'll do it maybe in the 10 o'clock hour, late at night, when yeah, we're already, we already got a few drinks in us, and it'll sound like it's PGC or something. That'd be great. And we're just doing, hey, baby, how's it going? Shaking it. And then, and then it's always that stupid same song. Shake that thing, baby. Shake that thing. You're shaking it, aren't you? Shake that thing. Oh, I can't believe you just said that. Shake that thing, baby. Shake that thing. And then just yell. Yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah, girl. I can't believe you did that. that Oh, my God. And we're shaking it. And it's a, all right, you should, shaking it. All right, they don't sound like that, white boy. Okay. <laughs> but they got that same, like, bad house music in the back of the... And so it's so funny because we're sitting there, and we see the guy with the mic, like, doing this whole rap. Yeah. And it's sad because he's doing almost like a step and fetch kind of thing, a shuck and jive, and it's just like... Wait, 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 wait. Is that racist? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. That, that's what I'm talking about. It's a very, I don't know... Very it's, it's, uh, stereotypical? Yeah. Right? And I'm just like, come on, man, you don't need to... Take yourself to that. You don't have to yell at us. And the whole thing, you got to walk by to go to the restroom. I'd say that I hate this day. In fact, I like it, you know. But it's just so weird to see. And the other thing, too, is that maybe when you're in the club, it looks good. But you're out in the hall. Yeah. And it's, like, all lit up. And it was so funny. How many times, and, again, this kind of goes back to being, you know, our wanting to be a black guy, at least mine. And how many times did you see some brothers try to approach the middle-aged white ladies and I swear, at least three times, I saw the white ladies run away. Well, are you serious? I like, a guy, like, that. came up and, like, maybe, you know, tapped her on the shoulder and wanted to get a conversation going. She, like, jumped. <laughs> and she, like, starts, you know, and she's like, ugh, and, like, walks away. And I felt bad for this brother because he's just, you know. He's, he's just trying to, he's just singles in the city. Yeah, yeah, trying to start up a conversation. 
And this and this lady's like, oh my, you know, whoa, whoa. Let me let me get out of here. And then she, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. And then she t- takes a look back, like, oh, like you even got a shot. And then then she checks to see if her purse is still there. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh boy. And it was Jerry Rice. And that's the worst thing. It was I... Jerry Rice that you no, said. I'm just oh. kidding. I'm gonna say. Oh, just some big brother, man. Hey, it was just so. It was such an interesting little crowd. Did Jerry Rice have any white chicks? Oh, he was around a bunch of sisters, actually, from I, what I saw. I saw every chick around him. I didn't see one chick. Right. And I knew uh, our... That's sta- the guy I don't get mad at. He's got a talent. Just Brad and Cameron. All right. Our, our real world. Come on. Our sales uh, people, they were just giddy around him. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, they were giddy around Sterling John. I think they're giddy around anybody that they can call the name out of anywhere. But us. Yeah. Can you bring the batters in? I wish Matt Albert would have been able to get in there. In two years, we're taking him to singles in the city. Could he not get in there at all? Were they? It was only 21 and yeah, up? Yeah, you got to be 21 and up. Oh, okay. And we had the VIP passes. You know, we're throwing it back. Saw our buddy Cheese Face out there. Yeah. Saw a few of our listeners out there. So was... He gave me some presents, too. I know. Dubs was lit by the time I got there. I want to thank him. And it just wasn't the Heineken, too. Yeah. Dubs had some other extracurriculars no. going on. I didn't have any extracurriculars going on. <laughs> Rum? That's not extracurricular to you? That's alcohol. That's more than just Heineken. That's more than I'm doing. I like to keep it normal. I like to, to have a few uh, beers here and there. And what else did I want to bring up from the singles in the city? I was just very impressed by the crowd. You know, and I want to say that next year, you know, if they do it again, we kind of, I think, especially this station, we really pimped it like we were goofing, you know what I mean? And I kind of think if we did it unfair, because, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. It wasn't anything. There were a few losers. There were a few people that you would goof on, but for the most part, the crowd didn't look that bad. The one thing that sucked, though, was this Jenny James oh, or God. Jenna James. I think it was Jenny James, and she's this month in Playboy. Mm, just a, I don't want to give her that plug. Then look at her. You know, just a bitch. Yeah, he, just, he's... She came over. We were, like, really cool. <laughs> Actually, we weren't that cool when she first came over. We weren't even going to give up one of our seats for her. Right. <laughs> like, pull up your own chair, bitch. Yeah, I'm not interested. Was she hot? Yeah, I mean, she's a playboy. No, you know what? I mean, I mean for, she, she's your textbook girl you'll see in Playboy. Yeah. Nothing, she had, nothing over the top. She had a tan. She had the streaks in her hair. Big, fake boobs. I mean, she was just... And that's the other thing about being a chick, too. There's no excuse nowadays for you not to look like that. I mean, honestly, even if you've got a butterface and you're somewhat small, if you get a tan, put them blonde streaks and breast implants, you can be hot. What pissed me off about her, you know, we were all sitting there trying to be cool, and she's talking to some just loser who's just, you know, who actually knows about her. And the only way he knows about her is because he's, you know, pulled it a few times. And... I'm like, and she sits back down after the guy leaves. I'm like, wow, you have to meet some interesting people going out. You know, I wasn't trying to make it like, you know, you got to meet a bunch of losers. Mm-hmm. And she looks at me like, yeah, I'm like, like looking at me like I'm one of the losers. <laughs> I didn't I, know she did that. I don't know if she heard me or not. Maybe this is why she got a real attitude with me later. Under my breath, I'm like, I'll beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yelling. 
Hey, come meet Jenna James. Yeah, you're just you're just yelling like at the top of your lungs. Hey, did you see Jenna James over here? Jenna James is here, man. She's sitting there. Nobody's paying attention to her. And you know she's not used to that. She's sitting at our table at the autograph booth. Nobody is coming up to us, except for the people that think we're the sports junkies. And so, hey, it's Jenna James. And then, and then later on, I found out she's like, "Hi, my name's Jenny James." And she said that to the first person that came up, and I whispered over her dubs. I was like, "Dude, have I been yelling Jenna James the whole time?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "That's the greatest thing I've ever done." Because I didn't know who this c-word was. Ever. And who I felt bad for you being kind of uh, unruly to, mm-hmm. Miss Virginia. You acted like a dick to her. I was. So Miss Virginia And she was just being nothing but nice to us. Miss actually being she actually came over to talk to us and say hi and everything. Miss Virginia who by the way isn't that hot. I thought she was pretty cute. I don't know. She was very average looking to me. She comes up and she's she's like, What are you doing to the sports junkies photos? I know so and so. And I was like, Who? And she's she like use her real name. Yeah, and I was like, Who is that? And then she gave me the radio name and I'm like, I don't even know who that is. She's like, this one right there. I'm like, so? What do you want? What, are you proud of yourself? Yeah, he was just being a total dick to her. Normally, what you have done is go, oh, cool, you know? Right. And let her, let her, you know, kind of have her moment in the sun that she wanted right How now. many times do you get to yell at a Playboy playmate and get to yell at Miss Virginia in one night? For that, that singles in the city was worth it. Right? I, I think that, you know, yelling at the playmate was totally, you know, I think that's justified. Mm-hmm. But... I don't think yelling at Miss Virginia like you did was was a was a nice thing because she was actually trying to be really nice to us. I just hate hot chicks. The thing that I hate about really hot chicks, I mean, they're like Miss Virginia and this Jenna James or whoever she is, is the fact that they have all this attitude, and you know, especially for like Jenna James, um, you know, or Jenny or whatever her name is, you know, Ori Horton, that she's like twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, something like that. Mm-hmm. And she's acting like she's all that, but you know, she's from Towson, you know. And it's like, you know, you had to get the fake tan streaks and boobs because there's no hot stuff coming out of Towson. So she's she's doing this whole this whole thing where she's like, you know, I'm this and I'm that. And I'm just thinking to myself, in three years, you're going to be doing regular porn. In three years from now, you'll be doing regular porn. In seven years, you're going to be on some website making love to a dog. Now I guarantee you, in ten years. You'll be lucky if you're an assistant manager at some dive strip bar in Towson. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking she's there with her hot friends and looking all hot and great and stuff. Yeah. But in the back of my my mind, I'm just thinking, you know what? You are going to fall apart. And nobody's going to want to talk to you. And no one will care when you do. Nobody's going to care. Everybody loves you while you're hot. And once you fall apart, no one's going to give a damn. Exactly. And I was just thinking. How does it feel? It made me feel great just to know at some point... Fucking die of an overdose. And this is alleged. I don't even know if she does anything. But it's just going to be a great day to just see some hot. There's nothing better than seeing some chick who used to be hot all ragged out. I was I was just thinking sad. about how I could push her downstairs without anybody seeing me. That was the whole thing. We even asked her if we could, didn't we? Yeah. It was, we were like, can we push you down some stairs? You're not doing anything. She wasn't signing any autographs. Right. That was Singles in the City. On that note, we'll take a break.
Welcome back into the Hideout at 106.7 WJFK. I'm Odd Ball hosting the Hideout mixtape this week while Hefe and Dubs are on vacation. They'll both return on Monday at 11 p.m. from the regular Hideout show. Up next, we have another Hefe fact. Facts of Hefe. Once while living in Texas, Hefe actually spent a week in Bexar County Jail for soliciting sex acts from a 14-year-old girl. Well, up next we have a commercial that uh, Hefe had to cut while he was vacationing in Texas. And uh, Dubs told him, told Hefe that he and Hefe had to cut a commercial for Monday morning. And they had only that Saturday to do the, sh- do the spot. Let's listen to them stumble their way through the commercial here on 106.7 WJFK. It is the hideout on 106.7 WJFK, and now you're hearing some of the uh, drawbacks from uh, me running the show back here when I really don't know where everything is, and El Jefe being in another state even, and uh, broadcasting live from Live 105.3 in Dallas, Texas. That's right. Uh, doing the show, which I think is a couple of stumbles here and there, but right. I mean, you got a mini delay, but I think we've handled everything so far considering that you're uh, in D.C. and I'm in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, we've, I think we've done pretty good for our first time even doing anything like this before. So, uh, a lot of fun, and I wanna, we'll, we'll give all the thank yous at the end of this. You know, so the, Bill O'Reilly does it over the phone. You know, have you ever heard him do, uh, do uh, yes. shows over the phone? Yes. Oh, when he's there? Yeah, I have heard that, actually. Um, so Dubs and I are moving into this whole new rear, weird realm at WJFK. We're starting to gain some legitimacy, and they want us to now voice commercials that are to run all week long, like major commercials for major clients. And you know what? I've been told so many times that I can't be on commercials here and at our old station. And now they're they're asking for it. They want it. And and my contention always was that Dubs is a personality. Yes, he has a weird radio voice, but people know Dubs' voice. Yeah. You definitely stick out when you're going through all of the, the, you know, the voices that come out via the airwaves. Good or bad, I'm identifiable. Yes. Our old program director used to yell and scream whenever you were on any sort of a liner or a promo or a commercial. He even brought you into the studio, into his office to say, Dubs, you will never be a major market talent because you have a horrible well, voice. Here's the funny thing. He wasn't even the program director of my station that I was on. I, he was like he was loosely called the operations manager where he kind of oversaw everything going on in every station. But no one had any respect for him and just gave him that title because they wanted, you know, to get him off the air and doing more of the grunt work because the uh, owners weren't in town, and you know he so he uh, kind of stumbled into this title of being you know the uh, the uh, operations manager for four different stations. And then too, when Dubs got here, the only major argument that you and Bob or uh, you and uh, Cameron have had, Bob's are all when. Yeah, is when Cameron said that he didn't want you on any commercials because of your voice. Yeah, he's stuck a quarter there. 
Yeah, he uh, Dubs got livid and started yelling at him at OCB. Then you pulled the card card on Tammy, our promotions lady. Just I hear the whole. I hear she was just, doing fine too, so that's good. Okay, good. Uh, she was part of collateral damage, I guess, if you mess with Dubs and uh, talking about his voice. Well, she she is the uh, one who started actually the uh, what we were talking about in that uh, that uh, liner we just played, where I said my voice caters to retards. You know? Oh, that's right. That's yeah, what, that's what she said. She said, uh, "She's like, yeah, your voice is fine if you're talking to retarded people." And I said, "Well, your baby's gonna love it. Your baby's <laughs> gonna love that voice." This lady's like seven months pregnant. You just are full of mean things, and you go back and you look and you listen to the show. You tell you tell your chick after high school who's having female problems, and it's her fault because it took a beating in high school, referring to her area. And then you pull the tard card on a pregnant lady. Well, you know, uh, I, I feel bad about the uh, the taking a beating in high school. I'm not I'm not retracting the uh, the the tard card. The tard so card's still on the table. So here's the situation. Duh, I get an email. It's so funny I get the email like yesterday. Thank goodness I'm able to check my email at my buddy's places. Yeah. And um, it's just uh, nobody calls me. I mean, what if I hadn't checked my email? But I, I see something where it's like uh, from Cameron and Julie Fullman, um, our general sales manager, about the hideout, cutting a, a commercial. We have to cut a commercial. And it's like, hello, does no, you don't realize that I'm in Dallas? It dubs is in D.C. And the funny thing is, how are we going to do this? I have to email it to her by uh, Monday morning, so there's no way we can even hold off on it until you get back. I have to do it. We have to do it now, and we have to do it, sadly, on the air. So we're now going to play radio. We're going to play production. It's a little production game. Um, this is this is how it goes on behind the scenes. We have all of these fun little technology things that allow us to edit and make us sound like we're actual human beings. Except they can't take the uh, sponge tongue out of Dubs. No. So, so Dubs and I are going to be reading this script for UPS. All right? Okay. And i got to say, I love UPS. UPS is <laughs> great. It is. They, they, I, their delivery is timely, efficient, and perfect. And this isn't even a spot yet. So, it seems so hacked that we're doing this on the air. It's stupid. It's and stupid that we like, have to do this on the air. And Cam was like, yeah, go ahead and do it on the air. And it's like, well, we can't do it before, uh, you know, because we've got to get everything set up. We can't do it after because the Stacey show's got to go. Do it during a break. There are no commercials <laughs> in the hideout. It's music. So now we're going to do a commercial on the air. And what's so funny is that this probably won't even air in the hideout. No, probably not. <laughs> They're going to air it everywhere else but the hideout. Or they'll say, hey, why don't you guys just uh, redo it live again on the hideout? for?" Uh, yeah. It, no, I, we did it once. I'm not doing it. It'll air during Stern and Don and Mike, but uh, yeah, there's not enough money left over in the buying for the hideout. All right. Dubs? <laughs> I guess it starts with me. Now, here's the beauty of this, too. Dubs, you never did any acting, did you? No. I, however... I'm a professional actor. You are not a professional actor. You're you're a professional actor on the high school standards. What? You are. You've never done anything past high school. I did. I excuse me. I did acting on the college level. I was a national qualifier in duo interpretation, dramatic interpretation, um, along with various things like communication analysis and uh, what college? What college? Texas Tech University. Thirteenth grade. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We all didn't go to Spex Howard School of Broadcasting. 
Wish we all would have. We would be a lot more professional in this business if we did. We wouldn't be doing spots on the air if everybody went to Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts in uh, Southfield, Michigan. I can't believe they stole all that money from me. They you obviously Actually, they have a professional radio voice. They didn't take any money from me. Shit, you haven't paid. All right. I'm hiding right now. Hiding from the government and the... I'm, the, I'm on the, uh, the, uh, the student loan protection program. That's so funny. All right. And the, we're, your, we're your Saturday night radio show. Yeah. All right. Let me get some water here. I'm... I'm a deadbeat dad when it comes to paying my student loan. Yeah, like that's the first time. Yeah, like father, like son. All right, so this is a little script where Dubs and I are going back and forth. Okay. okay. And uh, I'll go. All right, um, I'm, I'm just going my cue. All right. Is Bateman recording this? Yes, he is. Got everything yes. cool to go, and we're yes, recording. Yes, we're, we're recording it in two different places, so we're fine. All right, beautiful. All right. Dubs, I almost feel nervous about this. I do too because I know I'm just gonna cut this all the hell, and I'm not gonna want to do it after we after we butcher it like three times in a row. I'm gonna be like, screw it, let Tommy and uh, Fidel cut it. I don't care. <laughs> all right, here we go, Dubs. All right, hey Happy, I know this can get. All right, you need to do it a little bit more, you know. Hey, Hefe, I noticed you uh, got your car fixed this weekend. No, I don't want to do it like that. I want to be me. I want to be me. Sadly, we only have seven and a half minutes to do this. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get done. So we got to hurry up and do this, all right? Quit cutting me off. Because even if we do it badly, at least it's done, okay? All right. Hey, Hefe, I <laughs> There's no way we're going to get this done. All right. All right, hold on. At least I'm doing it with a smile like uh, they used to tell us in broadcasting school. Okay. All right. Dubs, you got to do this. Do you need to clear out the studio so that nobody's looking at you? No. So it's fine. just like it's you and me? No, it's, I'm fine. I... But There's everybody no laughing at first just kind of threw me off, and now I got that. And now I got the giggles. You mean, I got the giggles. You mean uh, everybody laughing, meaning Hefe starting to laugh? Yeah. Well, he's uh, that that reverb makes him sound like a lot of people right now. All right, okay. it's only, all right. You know what? Maybe you should clear the studio. Go ahead and clear the studio. I hate to say goodbye to everybody, but we seriously do have to get this done. Okay. <laughs> so sad. I know I'm going to just butcher it. All right. Hey, Hefe, I noticed you got your car fixed this weekend. How in the world did you get it back so fast? All right. Hey, Hefe, I noticed you got your car fixed this weekend. No, I'll start over. Hey, Hefe. Hey, Hefe, I heard... I can't do it now. I, I, I was fine, I was focused, and then all this started happening. Hey, Hefe, I noticed... Stop talking, douchebag. Hey, Hefe, I noticed you got your car fixed this weekend. How in the world did you get it done so fast? It took me forever to get my car back when it broke down last month. Yes, we nailed the first sentence. All right. Well, you know that. All right. Well, you know that place, Chandler Automotive. All right, let me do that over. Please. You know that place. (laughs) Damn you! This is what you did to me. So, go to hell. Well, you know that place, Chandler Automotive. It's right down the street, and I hear them advertising our station during the Pat Goss show every weekend. So I thought I'd see what they're about. So I thought I'd see what they're all about. Again. I got to do the whole thing over. Yes, I'm not. I'm not going to see your editing. I already have to edit in between all this BS. 
Again. I thought I thought I nailed that read. I'm sorry. Well, you know that place, Chandler Automotive? It's right down the street, and I hear them advertising our station during the Pat Goss Show every weekend. So I thought I'd see what they're all about. And? <laughs> and that's the funny thing. I got this thing in the email that says, we've given all this really long speaking parts to LF. And then they give me the one-worders, one, one uh, worders, not even the one-liners. Like, yeah. And? All right, so do and normally. And? I took my car in on Friday to get it checked out. It turned out I needed some obscure part that they... De it turned out that they needed... Oh, damn it. Well, how dare you make fun of me? I took my car in on Friday to get it checked out. It turned out that I needed some obscure part that it... <laughs> and this is what it's like in a production room. This is how every single commercial sounds when people are trying to record it in a studio. Don't be fooled and think that we are horrible. This is what it sounds like in production rooms across the nation. I took my car in on Friday to get it checked out. It turned out that I needed some obscure part that they don't even keep in stock. But they told me they could get it in overnight and have my car ready on Saturday. But those places never get the parts when they say they will, especially when it's for Saturday delivery. Why bother? No, man. Chandler... I, I see. I shouldn't ad-lib the man. No. No, Chandler Automotive came through. They said they used UPS. Apparently, they use UPS all the time, so they know the driver, and they know they'll get the... And they know they'll get their delivery on time. Plus, UPS offers Saturday delivery so I could have my car back in time. So I could have my car back with time to spare before the hideout. Yeah, UPS has always come through for me, too. I use their internet shipping. I use their internet shipping every time I need No, to... start Why? over. Why? You, you chop it in the half all the time. And I have to read the whole goddamn thing over? Start over. Don't make me bring you down. And this is the last line of the thing. I can bring you off the, the, the board right now, and you're gone. You're done. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Yeah, UPS always came through for me, too. I use their Internet shipping every time I need to send a package. Great, now I know where to go. All right. Great, I know where to... <laughs> I'm going to turn off my mic. Go ahead. <laughs> Great, I know where to go next time I need to get... Turn your mic back on, because it helps me it helps when you laugh, because I'm not the only one laughing myself. So thank you. Everybody's laughing at you, I promise. Go ahead. You did the same goddamn thing. Somehow I'm more professional. No, okay. you aren't. If you were listening to, to you when you did this, we're going to listen back to it later, too. We're going to replay the whole thing. All without edits next week on The Hideout, you're going to hear how bad you suck, too. Dude, we only have one more sentence. Nail it. Come on. Two more sentences, please. Great. Now, actually, turn your mic back on because that background noise is going to be different when... when All right, I go ahead. Great. Now I know where to take my car next time it breaks down because we both know there will be a next time. UPS, what can Brown do for you? All right, now let me cut that last line. UPS, what can Brown do for you? Well, all right, now we, let's do it together. Ready? UPS. UPS. What can Brown... We can't because we have that delay. We have that one second delay. All right. Do it on the count three. I'll, I'll follow you. <laughs> one, two, three. UPS. What can, what can Brown do for you? It's not even matching up. It's so retarded. This is what happens. This is the extending the adolescence. All right. Hey, let's, do it. let's try to nail it one more time. To do the script, the whole script, one more time, back and forth, together, like professionals. All right? Okay. Let's... 
Let's suck it up. We're on the air live. We got to nail it. It's a live spot. Are you okay. ready? We got. We got. If we don't hit it this time, I'm just gonna cut up what we got because we gotta get out of here. Hey, Hefe, right. I know. Shut up. Me ever to get my car back when it broke down last month. Well, you know that place, Chandler Automotive? It's right down the street, and I hear them advertise on our station during the Pat Goss show every weekend, so I thought I'd see what they're all about. And? I took my car in on Friday to get it checked out. It turned out I, it turned out I needed some obscure part that they don't even keep in stock, but they told me they could get it in overnight and have my car ready on Saturday. But those places never, those places never get those parts before. God damn it! <laughs> but those places never get those parts before they say they will, especially when it's for Saturday delivery. Why bother? Oh, come on. No, All come right. on, try that one more time. You can get it. But those places never get the parts when they say they will, especially when it's for Saturday delivery. Why bother? No. No, Chandler Automotive came through. They said they used UPS. Apparently, they use UPS all the time, so they know the driver, and they know they'll get the delivery on time. Plus, UPS offers Saturday delivery so I could have my car back with time to spare before the hideout. Yeah, UPS came through for me, too. I use their internet shopping. I use their internet I use their internet shipping every time I send a package. You can't start it with a laugh. Come on, start from the beginning. Shut up. Shut your mouth. We all, we're all over the limit now. <laughs> I, I use their internet shipping every time I need to send a package. Great, now I'll know where to go next time my car breaks down. Because we both know there'll be a next time. UPS, what can Brown do for you? Hit the out music. Yay! <laughs> Christ! A very professional broadcast. <laughs> Way to struggle through the end of the show. <laughs> I've never I've never left a show crawling like that before. I, I told you. Dubs wanted to do that like at the beginning of the show and I was like, We gotta do that at the end because you know we're gonna butcher but, it. But I don't I didn't wanna go home feeling like a retard. If, if I if I we did it at seven, I knew that we would uh, you know, have moved past it. Now I have to stew in this for like an hour. Dubs, good job, brother. Five thousand, man. Thank you to Stacy for not getting too pissed at us for going over. We appreciate it. Uh, She's giving yeah, me the stink you. eye, but you know. Nice. How about the brown eye? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's take this break. Let's come back. It's the hideout. It's one hundred six point seven WJF. Tommy's a virgin.
I don't like colored guys. Shut up, Cub. Call me the fat, call me the virgin. I'm on the gay side. I want to Not interested. Five pounds. 